Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Football Fan Rush Radio. We apologize for the technical difficulties, but thank you, Blog Talk, for helping me out. It wasn't me. It was them. They apologized and connected me through. But it's your host, Cass, for another wonderful week of football in the NFC North. I have co-host Mike on the line and co-host Mike on the line. What's up, guys? Good morning, everybody. Afternoon, rather. Good afternoon, everyone, and before we get deep into the show, I want to say thank you to Andre and Jason for inviting us to their show in much less detail, yes. which can also be found on blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail, so we got to give much props to them. We had some fun and some silliness happen while talking about a little bit of football here and there. We did. Enjoyed every minute of it. So if you're not following them on Twitter, it's I-M-L-D-D-R-E and I-M-L-D-J-P-J. In much less detail, Jason and Dre, amazing host, absolutely hilarious. Check them out. Follow them on Blog Talk Radio. So now it's back and to they us. also have fun have calling some. us out. <laughs> they had fun calling us out. And we have fun they rolling did. with the punch. <laughs> That's all right. We got the right. But now we are still talking preseason this. So the whole part of football that everyone swears doesn't count, but the glutes, the stats, the TV, the injuries. And as week three rolled through, there were more injuries, more key injuries. So we're going to kick it off with the Bears, which took two more hits. So I actually did have to put up a caption in one of the chat rooms that I'm in, and I would like for Bears fans to not exactly start laughing at the Packers injuries just yet. Because, I mean, I'm... So, Mike, you want to explain to me what's going on as well as why the defense looked the way it did. I thought it was a big comeback. So you'll have to break that down for me as to what went on with the Chicago Bears yesterday at preseason. Um, what's going on is the Bears lost, and um, that's about all I can say about them. Mike, I've never <laughs> uh, said that a lot this season, but, you know, aside from that, Okay, but see, the Vikings fan in you doesn't get to crack jokes. Only the Bears fans get to crack jokes on our team. So that's what we're going to start oh, no, off no, with no. that there. <laughs> we're going to no, start no, off no, with no. that there. Well, no, but if we're, if we're honest, what what was uh, pleasant about watching that game, it was very few pleasant things for that matter, was actually seeing Jay Cutler look, still, even in the loss, look like a good quarterback. And you have not always been able to say that when the Bears lose, that Jay Cutler still looked halfway decent because he did. It just showed how good uh, Cincinnati's defense was playing. But the Bears' defense, the secondary looks secondary, and that's a problem. It's not. Uh, they have not made it a priority of issue or whatever it is. <laughs> A.J. McCarron looked like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Uh, not to say that he was bad to begin with, because he did play for Alabama, and they just their their passing plays looked excellent, and then the defensive line couldn't stop a run until it was after they made five yards. 
the only part of the Bears that looked good and their best play was the special teams. The problem with the special teams looking so good is that we got to see so much of the special teams yesterday. The Bears punted the ball so so great. Uh, the Bears uh, got plenty of return time on kickoff returns. And then we got a kick, I mean, excuse me, we got a block punt return for six points. But honestly, we saw more special teams. It felt like than we did of the, than we did the offense or the defense. The Bears, I hope, I hope they just were holding back on some of their their stunts and some of their defensive scheme and and holding back on some of the better offensive plays because we couldn't we couldn't capitalize on a third down all game. It was it was it was. I'm saying because I don't know how to describe it. It was horrible. <laughs> well, we were giving you your moment to um, describe exactly what it was. I uh, I had a chance to witness it, and then it hurt my eyes, and so I stopped witnessing it. But it just really, you're wow. right. The secondary did look like a secondary. It was not pleasant to see. It didn't seem like they came together, and the looks on John Fox's face, the expression of which he's sort of like expressionless, like you really can't read him, but you could yesterday. And that seems to happen a lot on the Bears' sidelines with a lot of coaches that you probably couldn't read before they put <laughs> and asked it in the locker room. But, you know. Will oh, the Bears no, no, be a Okay, well, <laughs> well, I'll say this much. There was one play that I had to stop what I was doing to pick up the phone and call Cassandra. And that was because there was one particular play that I was uh, pleased with. Will Sutton got so quickly into the backfield on defense at full speed. It happened so fast. I thought a bear safety ran a blitz because he moved entirely too quickly. He just was back there so fast. And then when they showed the replay, I was like, that was this fat boy. Dang, I ain't never seen a fat boy move that fast. And I'm sorry. I, we, you know what? what? Come on. You can't call no. him fat, man. They're not big fat. They're just, you know, big, you know, big okay. guys. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm tired with them. But, you know, but, it was in all love, but my, my point was he wasn't nearly as small as a safety when I saw the replay. That was my only point. It, it, I so you thought it was a play moved, that a safety would have made? I well, it's not even just that I thought it was a play that a safety would make. I thought so he was moving so fast that it could not have been a defensive lineman. So, so, I had so, so, seen, so what you're I, doing is giving him credit for being fast. Yeah, oh, definitely. I was in shock. I was okay. pleasantly happy. I was extremely happy. I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, there was a few other great plays. Uh, Houston got in the backfield because he was unblocked and got a couple of safeties. <laughs> but that particular tackle for loss on a running back, Will Sutton did – he did their work, although the defense as an overall did horrible, there was, some, there was a few flashes during the game. So that's uh, – as bad as I want to – Talk bad about the Bears' defense play, defenses play last night. 
I do want to point out there are flashes of beauty, and Will Sutton made one of those flashes, flash plays. Well, do you think that's going to be enough to carry the season, though? Cause we're gonna need... Oh, no, it's not going to be enough to carry the season. One of the things that, as a and, Bears fan, we have, possibility always prided our, we have always prided but, ourselves on defense. In the last two years, we've had the, 30, the 30th-ranked defense and the 26th-ranked defense. So it's not like we have a, a short climb to go to get back to respectability on defense. So one of the things is I have to curtail my expectations. Uh, while I would love to have a top 10 defense, jumping from 26 and 31 back to a top 10 is not going to be a quick uh, a quick step. So I, I, I do, but that, that, that game last night, to be the quote-unquote dress rehearsal, we, we got embarrassed. We got embarrassed. And and I can definitely say, uh, as bad as the Bears looked, the other problem that I noticed besides the defense is with this injury book that has hit the receivers. Oh, yeah. my gosh. These, current, these the receivers Bears, couldn't the catch Bears, the ball. They... Yeah, the Bears couldn't catch the ball. And Jay Cutler was putting the ball in their hands. It wasn't like it was Jay Cutler's fault. He was putting the ball where it was supposed to go. They wouldn't catch the ball. Jay Cutler, I can't say I can't say anything bad about him from last night. I can't. And when you have a score that looks that bad, you should have stuff you should say bad about Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler did good things, and then even when Jimmy Clausen came in, he did good things. The receivers couldn't and wouldn't catch the ball last night. We need. We need Alshon Jeffrey back. We need Marquise Wilson back. We need Eddie Royal back. And dare I say it, and I know it's not going to happen, we need Kevin White back. So when I just named off four receivers that were expected to be our first and second string, we are on third and fourth string receivers, and they look like third and fourth string receivers. I mean, it was good to see Matt Forte look good. It was good to see Jacquez Rogers look good. It was good to see Langford look good. But – uh, could, well, I, I, I'm I mean, here you know, at a loss for words, and I'm never at a loss for words. That just that game looked horrible. So let me ask you this: so This is a, um, what I just put on Twitter. Do you feel like when a, a team was the way they did last night in a dress rehearsal, or when they're zero and three so far in the preseason, is it time to panic? Is it time to make changes? Like. You know, at this point, should their stance, I mean, it's preseason. A lot of people don't take preseason seriously, but at the same time, I know we're seeing some pretty key injuries. The Bears weren't 0-3. They're 2-1, first of all. No, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that they were 0-3. Oh, okay. I said teams that are 0-3 okay. or in the situation like you saw last night with the Bears, is it time to panic? Is it? Is it like, is it, is it time to you really have to go in before next week, make some key adjustments? see what else you could pick up. I mean, is this panic mode? Because they should now honestly be in football rhythm. Half the people who are going to stay or the, for the few people that are going to stay should already know pretty much, you know, there shouldn't we shouldn't be down to the wire with people. Unfortunately for the Bears, we are down to the wire when it comes to receivers. I mean, they're, they're okay, running out I, of receivers. The, the, what I, the way I would say, Bears fans, you need to take an attitude or a page out of a 
a team in the NBA, and that's the fans of the Philadelphia 76ers. For the last three seasons, the Sixers have known they were going to not be a good team and not panic, stick with the plan. I think that's the attitude the Bears fans need to take. We are a prideful bunch, and we want to be we want to be Super Bowl competitive every year, but there are times when you know going in that you weren't going to be a great team to begin with. So have slow and steady is the pace. Um, or the, the the fable story, the tortoise and the hare. Take your time. Things will turn around. We didn't expect to be a great team this year. Yes, although we thought the one position that we didn't have anything to worry about was the receiver position because we had plenty of them. Turns out we need to worry a little bit. But the the the, the positive thing that could come out of that is we do have Martellus Bennett and Matt Forte. All that will mean is a lot of plays will go to Martellus Bennett and Matt Forte in the first three to four Uh-oh, games. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's well, you say, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I was about to say something. <laughs> well, I mean, the balance with with doing it with where they are now, you have your top four receivers all down, and then you lost your defensive lineman last night to an ankle injury, and you got Eddie Goldman out, you know, for concussion. When you look at being able to have any type of balance or any type of rhythm on offense it cannot come from just your two players what this does offer an opportunity for the younger players to do is to step up you know last night was probably you know you got your your four stringers out there These, we all know they're mostly rookies or you know maybe free agents who are still coming over getting adjusted to the scheme but this is like i was just saying the opportunity for them to step up and shine because the bottom line is you don't know who's going to end up. you don't know where we're going to end up who's going to be you know of be able to play the next few weeks, you know, calf hip, you got a calf hip injury, a hip injury, a hamstring injury, and a shin injury, an ankle, and a concussion. You know, that's that's yeah, a pretty did. that's we a pretty that's a, a pretty deep mix, uh, You know, and then on top of that, you know, you still got the you got a, our defense is struggling too. We got a hamstring injury with Tracy Porter, John Child is out with a head injury. Uh, running back, another one of running backs is out with a foot injury, and the linebacker out, Bostic is out with a leg injury. So, and oh, Mike, let, let me add, let me add something to this, and this might sound a little funny, but there's a new rule on the show. Cass is not allowed to to talk about injuries what? anymore, because because week one. She said hey. that there's not been that many in, injuries in the NFL. Hey, then the hey, following hey. week happened. Well, there hadn't been. And week two. Well, week I mean, two. At, I remember at, what at, happened. At this point. Week two, she said. Go ahead. The Bears didn't really have that much on the injury list, and they made up for it last night. So, no more time. Ah! <laughs> I don't like that injuries. I have a whole lot of injuries to talk about. So, they... <laughs> I'm sorry that it's happening, but. Exactly. Two weeks in a row, you okay. caused it. You have been, the, you have been the cooler. You have been the <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And I didn't cause be anything with the Bears. I didn't cause anything with the Bears at all. They look how they look. They've got a much better coach in there, so they're going to try the coaching change again. Unfortunately, they're down like every receiver they have. They're going to be like their movie. They're just going to be out in the parking like, you know, can you touch the ball? Like, yeah. like, uh, Did she just call us? I mean, how? 
How odd is that? Yeah. Yes. How odd is that? How odd is it that at one time all of your receivers are out with injuries? All of your receivers are out. Every yeah, last one of them. Who does that? But I we got, well, we Mike, you said it last week. We got players show. from the special teams that got moved into the starting lineup. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah, it's, it's, it's going it, 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 to be the practice squad. You know, practice squad. I mean, it's you know, it, it's a fair, it, it's a fair game for everybody. And, you know, and it's about keeping your spot. And you can't keep your – the one. well, here's the one thing I do know. It, it's, at some points, and it depends on the politics, you know, it doesn't matter if you do – if you are a backup and you come up and you do well and you and you have, you know, and you play your ability in your game and, and you help the team because when do, when the starters come back, if that's who they want to play, that's who they're going to play. You know, at the at the end of the day, that's that's the truth of the matter. So – but hopefully in the interim, what we get to see is players who, who are effective in helping the team, you know, while they fill those spots in. Because I, was, I, ran across, I ran into a guy yesterday on the train on the way home, and he was like, man, so what about those Bears? Um, you're looking like 0-14 this year what? Uh, <laughs> what can <I'm> you say? <laughs> the Bears, I mean, the Bears I'm, I'm expecting 6-10, 7-9. and nine. No more playing minion sounds on me. No playing minion sounds on me. Okay. I love my minions, but you can't be playing the minion sounds on me. No. Well, you know, this is what we're gonna do. We are uh We are like, and I know the feeling because I have my favorite team, and I go hard for them. So I think the Bears. Could be contenders um, if they can fill some of the. And this is my opinion. When they can fill the injury holes, I do not. And, and this is coming from me, so you guys take note. It is one twenty Central Standard Time on August thirtieth, twenty fifteen, and I am saying this. And hopefully, a bolt of lightning doesn't come in here. But I do not think that Jay Cutler will be the issue, or that Jay Cutler will look bad this season. I am never I agree. I, I, but uh, I, 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 right. I almost I almost tend to agree with you. I'm like fifty almost, fifty. I definitely agree with you. Jay Cutler well, has well, here, this is this the first time that Jay Cutler has something to lose, so he's gonna step his game up. I will tell you this much. Ryan yeah, Pace is gonna earn his check this year. Ryan yeah. Pace is earning his check this year. But I also think that, you know Well, I was reading an article about, you know, um Martellus Bennett, what he had to say as far as Cutler's leadership ability. And then also right behind that, I watched the Stephen A. Smith um, uh, interview about the same thing. And they were saying, you know, how Cutler doesn't have the leadership ability that you would look for in, uh, you know, your typical quarterback. And Cutler's spin on it was interesting. He said, you know, he said, well, everybody leads differently. You know, John Fox, is, Coach Fox is going to lead the way he leads, and the offensive coordinator is going to lead the way he leads, and I'm going to lead the way I lead. It's not that I have lack of leadership quality. Now, here's the question. Do you all feel like he mm-hmm. lacks the leadership quality to actually take this team yes. to? Yes. Yeah. You don't even have to finish the sentence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. But, but also, if you paid attention to the Bears of the past, when you see who were the standout guys and the leaders, 
it wasn't necessarily always a quarterback. I mean, we've had years where right. Landon right. Landon right. Landon that's what I, um, Brian that's what I wanted to bring up. It's, it's, right. it's not even it's, – it's not even – for example, for the last 15 years, the leader of the Ravens was Ray Lewis. Uh, for most of the time here, Erlacher was here. The leader of the team was Erlacher. The I, I I love and understand why the NFL wants the faces of the franchises to always be the QB, and he should be a leader, a leader, not the leader on the team. I do believe the quarterback should should possess leadership qualities. But for example, even a few years ago, it was known if you were a Bears fan, the leader of the offense was Musin Muhammad. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it is. I'm not one who believes that the the primary leader has to be the quarterback. I do believe the, the quarterback should have a strong voice in the room. But I'm not going to sit here and act like he's the only voice in the room. And there are some play, people that despise Jay Cutler, or not even just Jay Cutler, um, people that are thinking about your your RG3s or your Johnny Manziel's or 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 in the other direction, talking about your Peyton Manning's and your Russell Wilson's. The QB is not the only voice in the room. And to try to act like the QB should be the only voice you know in the what? room, you're I'll, forgetting well, about you know, another I'll, 52 I'll, other I'll players. Say, this, is how, this is how I see it. And then I know we got some more NFC teams to touch on, but it depends on how your team is set up. It depends on what that staff and that coaching staff are requiring and why they get the players they get and why they get the roles that they get. Some teams, the QB is everything. The the, the quarterback is, is literally everything. I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at Tom Brady, you look at how Peyton Manning from the Colts to, to Denver. Some teams are just, that's it, the QB got it. That he, he He's running it, they look to him, they trust him. They know that, hey, common audibles, like everything's going on. They see this field. They got the experience. This is who I look up to. Not every team is like that. And the Bears happen to be one of the teams. Um, Minnesota's been one of the teams. Um, we've seen it go back and forth with San Diego. They're just – that's not something that works on every team. Whoever is able to get in that locker room and get that drive going, call players out on their mistakes, work with players, be the voice of the team – not always the quarterback for every single team, and the Bears just happen to be one of those teams where it's just not. I mean, because a lot of people I know we'll forget. Come back to the Bears, we'll come back to the Bears because we had some other preseason games going on in the NFC North. So I felt that we should, you know, kind of swing around to Green Bay because Green Bay oh, gosh. took a major hit. And they lost another major hit well, in the wide receiver ranks. <laughs> Randall Cobb but his is not as bad as they thought. But it's, it's no, it's not a loss. It's not as bad as they thought. Um, no, no, it's, it's not it's a complete not loss. They, yeah, so he will be back. But the one thing I will say up front that we know about the Packers, the Packers will just like it. You'll look at them the next week and you'll be like, "Who is googly Fogley?" And he didn't run a touchdown in. Like it was flawless. So the Packers. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers is comparable. Aaron Rodgers yeah, is comparable to Peyton Manning. He turns receivers into great players because how many people knew who Pierre Garçon was before Peyton Manning was forced before to work Peyton with Manning. Exactly. Right. So, so Aaron Rodgers. It, it, can, I, I Aaron Rodgers can throw people into greatness. Though. 
you don't have to even be a receiver. You could be like the tight end, the water boy, whatever. Whoever suits up, Aaron hits you, you just keep running. And it seems to work for them. But, yes, definitely a major concern for Jordy Nelson. Again, I hope he definitely recovers, gets better. would love to see him back on the field. Awesome player. And then, you know, a lot of people are, are Eddie Lacy is going to – we're going to see a little bit more Eddie Lacy if you don't see enough. But we're going to see more Eddie Lacy. And, of course, we were depending on Randall Cobb. Well, Randall Cobb took a nice little shoulder injury yesterday at ours. And that raised a lot of questions and red flags about how long should coaches really leave their first team, their first strangers in there, because they're getting banged up and they're getting hurt and the season hasn't even started. Randall Cobb. Well, see, that's one of the things that I have. That's just one of the things I have started to actually think that coaches have started to swing on that whole concept that the game three of the preseason is the dress rehearsal. A lot of teams have started to pull their starters much earlier in that third game than they used to. Because the third game, they used to, the starters used to play clearly into the third quarter. Um, you are absolutely correct. Unless you're the Cowboys, I don't even think the third string <laughs> played. So the first second string is so bad. But we'll talk about that a little later in the show. But I mean, but they started to pull, and I love how that had started to change. Going back to Green Bay, um, so it's, 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 again, another big, unfortunate hit because Randall Cobb is another major key piece to that offense. At least we know it's not season injury. He he did take an injury. He will probably miss a few games. We're still looking at the updates as they come in. But the score yesterday in their dress rehearsal, game three, preseason, Philadelphia went to the field and walked Philadelphia exposed Green Bay's defense. Oh, they exposed Green Bay's defense. Mark Sanchez and Sam Bradford both looked like all-pro quarterbacks in that game. Sam Bradford looked amazing. I I mean, Sam Bradford walked into the game with a touchdown. I mean, when when you're in the game, he got another one, like, another Before Tampa 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 had, what, 38 points? 39. 39 points before it's all said and done. Good gosh. Yeah. Both it, it, Sam Bradford. Mark Sanchez and Sam Bradford. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not a, I'm not and Whatever you say about Chip Kelly, he looks like he's got both of them playing. But you know what? It's like I've never – it's funny because I've never been a Mark Sanchez fan. And probably mostly because I think – I think Mark like, Sanchez week, is a Mark Sanchez fan, though. Well, he should be. I, you have to be a fan of yourself. Uh, but I've always said that. Nope, and that's uh, probably where it's stuff. Ryan <laughs> was never a good head coach for, for Mark Sanchez. Ryan just was not the coach for Mark Sanchez. It just wasn't. He needed it. Mark Sanchez needed an offensive coach, and now he has one. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's well, amazing. I can't say that he – 10 for 10 to 21. That's, 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 that's impressive. Ten for ten for 121 and yards and three touchdowns. I mean, Mark Sanchez was Bradford impressive. Even though he was quarter, 13 he for 19, that was still 150 yards. Now, like, here's the flip side. If this was fantasy football, they would have killed. Oh, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. People would have been, would have been <laughs> up. People would have been up for real. Like, oh, my God. My points have just went through the roof. I love this team. That person that drafted uh, Sam Bradford in the first round would have been like, I didn't expect this, and would have had him on the bench. That's what would have happened. Sam Bradford would have been on somebody's I bench. Might need to 
I might need to check mine and see where and see if he's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you know he's off to such a great season, shoot, it might help me out a lot. Well, see, well, I, at I, least I, I we got to got see two great much... quarterbacks. <laughs> I got like six, so I don't... <laughs> wow. Yeah, I have a security blanket. Everybody was like, well, you I... know, can I borrow one of those quarterbacks for like at least one week? Like, <laughs> no. Yes, yes, you can. You can have Ryan Tannehill. You don't want him? Okay, I can't help you. I ended up with Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm good. Which isn't bad. That's not bad. But I will say this. Um, you're right. The defense yesterday in the Green Bay, if you want to call it their dress rehearsal, they get exposed. And we also got to see what life looks like with very little Aaron Rodgers. So we definitely know we won't be seeing very little Aaron Rodgers during the season. Right. They did not look horrible. The, the, score, the score is worse than what the game was. But there are a lot of oh, things yeah. that Don Capers needs to clean up in the in their defense as well. Like stop right, I didn't even really down. look at no, I didn't look at uh, Green Bay's offense because Green Bay's offense looked nothing like it will actually look in a month. Right. So, but I did look at the defense and the defense had too many gaping holes. Um it would look like they were stacked up front but was not prepared in in the secondary. They just won. So I. Well, it seems like there's a lot of that going around in the NFC North. I'm just saying, Bears. <laughs> yeah, it really is because we can't even we can't even leave Detroit and uh, Minnesota out of that conversation. Everybody no. secondary was looking suspect this preseason. Now, is that because everybody has injury issues, or was is that across the board? Well. With the Bears, unfortunately, they just have a suspect uh, secondary. With the Vikings, they've been trying to get their secondary back up to, to to greatness, but it has not quite happened yet. Detroit just traditionally has had a bad secondary. The only halfway decent secondary in the NFC North had been Green Bay, and theirs looked bad last night. So secondary wow. has been secondary in the NFC North this uh, <laughs> this season. <laughs> but we're going to see some changes because Minnesota's secondary doesn't look kind of bad. But before we even tap no, it, on it the life of the Vikings. No, it doesn't look as bad as it used to. It just don't look good yet. Oh, um, yeah. And this is what I'm talking about. No, not just in the game. I'm talking about overall. It doesn't look as bad as it used to because it, it used to look horrid. It doesn't look horrid anymore. It used to oh, look horrid. It used to look horrid. And, the, the Minnesota secondary. The secondary for Minnesota horrid. used to look horrid. Yes, I said that. I and ironically, finally offended. We come to a Bears fan like, what in the world? <laughs> no, 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 no. If you want to go there, the Bears secondary used to actually look good. We're actually going to go there, but we're going to finish up with Green Bay. Like, some kind of way the Bears keep showing this is not six seventy to score. <laughs> this is not like you're All the time on the Bears. We you the one that brought day. it back up. I'm just defending my team. I didn't even. I was trying to. You said coming from a Bears fan. <laughs> but what I'm saying, we, we didn't even, like, we talking second. Okay, Green Bay, you just rehearsed. <laughs> we're, we're still sold on you. Bad game. Got exposed a little bit, but again, NFC North. I don't have any doubt that 
you won't put up a good run for the title, but I don't think they're going to slide in and just get the title. I actually think that it's going to be a run for their money. They're going to have to like, well, work be. at it. I know I know y'all have, like, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat throwing balls at y'all, you know, and hitting every receiver, like, get over here. But you don't have to work for it, you know, this 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 season. You got a little bit of confidence. I don't even think Detroit, so, like I said, Detroit can smell first place, but they can't grab it. And that is where I don't know if they're going to grab first place, but thank you, Michael. So we're going to swing it around to Detroit. (laughs) I don't know if they're going to end up in first place, but Detroit is, I feel like Detroit will be one of those teams that can be the make it or break your team as to where you end up in the NFC North. Detroit is coming out and they're playing with hearts. They actually did look pretty decent in their dress rehearsal. Jacksonville came out, you know, gunslinging. Bortles touchdown within the first three minutes. They grabbed another touchdown. You know, they thought they were feeling good, feeling themselves. And then, you know, it was pretty much all Detroit from there. Matt Stafford hit. A, it was a beautiful, beautiful pass to Golden Tate for a 63-yard touchdown. It was absolutely beautiful. I passed off the Golden And while Tate. Detroit did look great, it was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you have a you have a Bortles problem. So <laughs> no, I don't have a Bortles problem. I have oh, a Jaguars okay, problem. They don't look horrible now. They they they're they're kind of kicking they, their eyes really they, bad they, they behind them. They they look like they have a lot coming up the pipeline, but it's still the Jaguars. That's what I'm saying. Um, because even they lost. Nope. Didn't they just lose that? Didn't they just lose their wide receiver to a one-year suspension? And grab another. <laughs> Got it. So yes, they, they did. They, 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 yeah, they, they don't, they don't look bad. They really did. So they don't look bad. They they really don't. And I think this, the Jaguars remind Now, we were talking the other night on In My Plus Detail how by game three you should know, you know, pretty much how your team is faring for some teams. The Jaguars just seem like that type of team. I think by game three, the Jaguars fans and the league will know if they're the truth or not. And and I think you, I don't think they're going to look bad. I I think they're going to be a little bit better than mediocre because they did give Detroit a run for their money. It wasn't an easy game. There wasn't, you know, not to cut you off, Cass, but if you look at the scoring, you know, the scoring wasn't – they only lost by five points. Right. That's not not like – right. You're looking at the overall game and overall performance, you know, if the – if Jacksonville scores in the fourth quarter or scores more in the third quarter, it's a different outcome. You know, so it's... I think you have to look at it from both sides. I mean, Detroit's going to be... I, I think they'll be near the top of the NFC North, you know, like they were last year. Um, how... Now, whether they, whether or not they're the top, that's going to still be the question that as it, as it rounds off in the season for all the teams, really. But I agree with Cass. By a third team, by a third game of the season, we'll know who you will know who's who for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. You'll definitely know. Well, every we don't have to wait that long for something. They're pulling together something that um, the team battled with um, three or four years ago was their discipline and the coaching change. And right. you know they're they're trying their best with with Phil Allen and they still have another key player in there. 
They're really not playing Calvin Johnson because you can't right now because you want to make right. sure he's healthy is for probably the start season. He's a monster, but he's also the, a, a huge injury-prone monster, unfortunately. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an injury magnet. <laughs> he is. I mean, he don't want to Bush for shutdown. So it's, it's, they, they, they've got some holes to fill, but I think I'm seeing more determination and more confidence with that team this year. And once a team begins to believe in their own system, whether you think they're a good team or not, that chemistry is going to come together and they're going to shock you. So what I was saying at the beginning when it comes to Detroit, Detroit's one of those teams like in your division where they might be like six. You never know where they're going to But then you play them and they take you out. And that's the one game you probably needed for the, to make the playoffs or, yeah, exactly. or you know, that's their wild card. Whatever it is, they seem like that team because what does Detroit have to lose? They, they don't have anything so to you're lose. Give, this you're season. giving Detroit the wild card factor, is basically what you're saying. Yeah, they, they're they on can, the bubble. As far as as far as making <laughs> as far as well, I I, kind of, I don't know if they will make it, but Detroit's one of the playing Detroit right now in the division to me seems a little scary because if they don't jump out the gate and just you know karate chop every team's necks off, then they are fighters. Their mentality has changed. They understand what they're working with. They know who's not there anymore. They know who is there. Coaching staff has mellowed them out, and they're getting a, a better rhythm and chemistry amongst each other. But they're one of those teams that they might lose every non-conference game, but then the Bears are sitting in that wild-card bubble, and then they just come take them out. Like, it's, it's just really – they just seem like one of those teams to me this season because they are trying to get back to the top. I don't know – I don't believe that they'll end up in the one or two spot as of right now, but they should not be taken lightly at all whatsoever. Oh, I mean, literally, as a Bears fan, I can't take any team lightly. Heck, I can't even take the – I can't take – who was the number one pick this season? I can't take the worst team in the NFL lightly, if I'm honest with myself. But if I'm I'm looking outside of being a fan, I don't even see Detroit – outside of being a fan – I don't think Detroit could make the playoffs without winning the division, and that's how I judge. Well, I don't, and I don't think team. that this is their playoff season as of right now. I don't think it's that, but at the same time, I see them as that team that could make or break the next team going to the playoffs. Like they, oh yes, just, yes, they could, they could be they're some definitely, definitely spoil spoil the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they could right. spoil some teams definitely. But you know that, but that's been kind of indicative of them in the past when they've when they were going through these type of transitional periods or whatever. They were always a team like I don't know. Detroit come to play today, right. you know, come prepared. You you'll mess around and be like uh, on the wrong side of the scoreboard and. They're not worried about not going home, you know, about going home because they have no plans to go anywhere else but to just spoil your chances of doing it. So, you know, it'll be, as always, you know, the, the season is interesting to watch and to, you know, speculate how things may turn out or when, it, when people make certain moves or teams make certain moves with players or somebody gets hurt and you get to see a new face step up or a familiar face get an opportunity to, you know, kind of rebuild themselves. So we shall see. But that was like, you know, it was like, it, it's football. <laughs> That's all I can really say. When well, you get down to it, it's football. Man. <laughs> it is like well, anything so else. It are, is unpredictable. They are that, that, that team. They are those dudes. Don't sleep on them. 
So now we're going to go to my favorite team, of which my co-host Mike seems to think for some strange reason why we did not have a great secondary. We were not trash. Coming from a bear stand. But anywho, they um, took on – this is their – actually because they played in the Hall of Fame game. This was their fourth preseason game. So I don't know if you want to call this a dress rehearsal, yeah, a dress rehearsal, whatever. They're 4-0 in the preseason, and they took on the Cowboys last night. And I would like to open this definitely skull to all of my fellow Vikings fans that are listening. That's awesome win. And the reason that I am ecstatic, wait, I've got to do this because this is so funny. This, to open the game. Oh, my God. I put the first oh place on the board. We were fighting our hill. <laughs> I was giving you that. I was giving you that. Blair Wilds didn't miss the field goal. <laughs> he did not miss it. And at that point, we were able to tell and was like, okay, the game can go on. So he actually. Laces were out. The first. labels were out. <laughs> <laughs> he did put the first points on the board for the Vikings. And that was true. They did a pretty good job. Tony Romo and crew, you know, Terrence Williams, they tried their best. They put out a really cute show. It was cute. I think it was like dancing ponies and stuff out there or something. But then eventually the second string came in from Minnesota, and they were like, okay, let's stop all that, right? Sit down. (laughs) So I don't know know what's going on with the Cowboys, but um, they got Fans, I've seen them, and some really pretty dancing girls. <laughs> well, you know, they've always had fans, and dancing girls. You know, I just, I've just, I've just, just never liked the title of the, uh, you know, America's team being the Dallas Cowboys, uh, or what, what have you. But Tony Romo being Tony Romo. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's, well, it's well, the Cow- five it's, it's eight. You know, it's still the Cowboys. And, uh, and from what I hear, if from what I hear, if they don't get their running game together, it won't. You know, he probably won't be much uh, much existent either. No running game means a lot of throwing. That means a lot of opportunity to get sacked and be on your back. Sorry, Tony. I'm just telling you the truth. It's, so, did you possible. subliminally just say that um, it's already a planned injury for Tony Romo? Like, like. If he even into the game, he's gonna be like, ah, my back, because he's looking for. No, you didn't say that. I'm sorry, I was. I no, I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, who, who, what? You know, they're getting paid a lot of money. Why would a professional football player or, or even a you know professional athlete want a fake an injury because he doesn't have an O line or a running game? You know. That's and, not uncommon. That's for another show, though, but that's not. I, you, know, I don't, you know, I'm just saying. I'm not saying Tony right, right. did that. We'll do that. Um, you know, yeah, yeah we're not going to just say, you know, but, hey, all I'm saying is. It's a But, I mean, you, right. You know, if, if, you, if you're, you don't score your points <laughs> in the first, the third, or the fourth quarter, you well, know. That's the whole game, but it's. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is pretty much what you're dealing with, you know. This. 
They didn't look well, bad. The problem, um, with, the problem with the Dallas Cowboys and their uh, their situation as running back is for Darren McFadden to be your starting, your number one running back, and he's already been known as a player with so much potential but can never stay on the field is an issue within itself. And for you all to not bring back your – to not show your running back from love, which I understand because you had to keep Dez Bryant happy. I get that. Um, mm-hmm. It came down to dead. But it is – it is. Mike hit the nail on the head. If the running if the running game isn't isn't what it needs to be, what it needs to be, it is going to be a headache for for Tony Romo all season. But one of the best things working for Tony Romo's favor is they built that defense. I mean, excuse me, they built that offensive line. They the built offense. it and built it up well. They did. That offensive line is the reason why Tony Romo looked like an all-pro last year and they had an all-pro running back last year. So it is – that is one thing that the Cowboys have done traditionally. They've put together a great offensive line. And that that is true. They did. But then then you look at, like, Yard lost the sacks and then, you know, they had 21. So that's not, like, absolutely (laughs) great. So I don't know what's going on <laughs> with, with the Cowboys, but it was a really nice, I won't say super easy victory for Minnesota, but Minnesota looks a lot better now. I will say this. Our secondary is looking much better than they did um, three or four years ago because we've, there were some big key losses to the secondary, and that was with big shoes to fill. There was also a big coaching change. Like, you know, so Minnesota's been through it. But the one thing that I do need my wonderful Vikings to work on is that those those third those third downs that has haunted them since you know Les Frazier was in there. They've got to capitalize on it. They've got to stop working so hard and create more defensive schemes to stop the run on third down. So that's something that if I had to take anything away from their quote unquote dress rehearsal, that would be one of the things they're gonna to have to learn to stop that run. When it's third down, it just really cannot let their opponent air it out or, or gain that many yards. They've got to stop them because you never know how it's going to fourth down. If they're close enough and they've got a pretty good kicker like we don't have in Minnesota, then they just might, you know, score. So they've got to really, you know, even on a two-point conversion, they, they've just got to really work on that. And Trey Wayne, a lovely rookie, who was confused in the first, Two games who probably just wanted to hit the pause button like you do on the Xbox and be like, I you just wait a minute, what I, I go this way? Like I felt that he was he was getting it the, the rhythm. He looks a lot better. He looks a lot better. A little bit more confident in seeing him in the season opener. So this is a team that I think is going to give the NFC North a complete run for their money. Some people are calling it the AP factor. I think it's beyond that. I mean, they had to play last season without my boy. We haven't seen them play with them yet this season. So, of course, but his history on the field has been amazing. Like, every time he hits the field, he's a total shocker, and I understand leaving him out in preseason. That's a smart thing to do. But I don't, you know, if the AP factor is even a bigger enhancement than – this is the sleeper team of the NFC North. This is, you know, this is going to be pretty dangerous. And they can actually yeah, give Green Bay a run 
for the title? The AP factor is something you can never ignore. Even that season after he had his torn ACL and MCL injury, I know. he came. He came back and was he came back and was uh, an, the MVP of the league. And had he not won the MVP of the league, he definitely was going to win the Comeback Player of the Year award. Additionally, one of the things that people don't have, or I won't say don't, but haven't taken into account, is Adrian Peterson doesn't have the bruising of a football season on him, so he's, his oh, body has yeah. had a chance to rest. So mm-hmm. whatever nagging injuries he may have had, his body has recuperated. He's had so a chance to heal. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Right. If he was carrying, like, 16 defenders on his back and he was injured, mm-hmm. and I don't want to hear right. anything I mean, about he's 30. You know, yeah, yeah, he's, that, he's a freak I mean, of nature when it comes to his position. He's probably one of the best running backs that we'll ever see in the game. And and that's just and hands the, down what he's already done so far. One of the things that Mike and I have preached in the last few weeks is proper conditioning. One of the best things you can say about Adrian Peterson is he keeps himself in shape. Oh, he always so, stayed in shape. He yeah. always stayed in shape and himself technically not being on the field last year, don't don't sit and think for once that he didn't keep himself in shape. Of course, well, that's going to be his benefit. I mean, and it, and you and no, it doesn't have to be football shape. Right. That's going to be the, his benefit because while everybody has that year under their belt of being beat up or whatever. Now, there is – there may be – it just depends on, you know, how well he's adjusted to their scheme uh, once he gets back into it because there you still have – outside conditioning and doing all that and you can only do so much of that in yourself because game speed is game speed no matter what not to say that he right. loses up off the way for a year but man, if I was you know if I even felt like I could play ball now and I was in the shape you know I, I, I would those are just, those are type of adjustments I would expect okay you know the the speed of the game the getting back in that flow to getting into the rhythm and doing that, and that really won't take them long, at, at, you know, at all. Uh, maximum once they really start playing, games. I think maximum two games. Yeah, probably. Because you know, I mean, you know, he's practicing. You know, we know he's practicing, yeah. so he's getting the reps at practice. You know, so we know that much, and you know, I'm pretty sure what they're seeing at practice is nowhere in indi- nowhere near indicative of what you know what we're going to see as the year goes on. But I, I I also agree with Cass too. You know, if they're if the they're playing well right now where they are without him on the field and learning how to play together, which is what you have to do mm-hmm. no matter what. You know, in in, in this game or just it, you know, philosophically speaking, in life, period. You know, you have to still be able to go on through things and to to adjust and, and do the best you can. So, but. Between you know, with all the teams that we have in the league and, and the great teams that, that the teams we have, with the possibility and great and those that we that are suspect or we have no hope for. I'm sorry, Bears. I'm just I really don't see you know. <laughs> I'm just being. I mean, right now it right now it's just so bleak. I mean, we have nobody to throw the ball. We got one person to throw the ball to. You know, one um, one one major person to throw the ball to outside of, you know outside of four attacks. Now, Leslie going into it. Well, so uh, and no, speaking of that, speaking of that, I just thought of a good question. If we were to go throughout yeah. the NFC North, 
who would you say on each NFC North team is the most important player? For Green Bay, it's easy. Yeah, only one. For Green Bay, I think it's easily Aaron Rodgers. For, and I'm not necessarily saying the best player. I'm saying the most important player. Easily Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers. With the Viking Peterson, but you could arguably say it's, it might actually be Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. For, yeah. Right now, I'm um, Adrian for, has to fill the game. Right, and for for the Lions, are you picking Matthew Stafford or are you picking Calvin Johnson? And for no, the I'm Bears, picking Matthew. Matthew was a bomb. Matthew Stafford, like, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm picking. He, I would have to, he would have to be the most important person on their team. You got, I mean, you got dude has it. One thing about him is he's phenomenal at what he does. From the time that he's been there, you know, he's had some questionable years, but but for the most part, he's played very very well with what he's what he's had. You know, and, and if he Bears, goes down, I don't think they have anybody behind Bears. Uh, I have no clue. For the Bears, this is, could, I picked, could, this is, this is okay. Who did you pick? For, see, the for the Bears, for the Bears, I think the Bears' best player is Matt Forte. But their most important player, a lot of Bears fans might hate to admit it, their most important player is still Jay Cutler. I will agree with the best player, but they're um, as, as far as their most important player is um uh um
details of the San Francisco 49ers. Let's all have a moment of silence. That's like. And pour out a little liquor and do everything that you do for a team. If you guys have boys to men's version of it's so hard to say goodbye, start playing that. It's going to be a rough one. Um, the first y'all the supposed to first be loss, the silence. Y'all straight talking through the whole silence. Oh, I took a pause. It was a pause. I don't hear that much about the Niners. <laughs> it was so short. It would take a moment of silence. It was literally a moment. <laughs> it wasn't even a long moment. It 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 was. This has been uh, the Forty Niners like. The Forty Niners. They've, they've got a great historical past. They they I mean, taking it all but they, Jerry Rice. They they have an amazing past. But this season is not unfolding so well. Um, they took first they, they lose um first they lose Harbaugh, then they lose Vic Fangio, and that's before we even get to the players that they lost. This is it's, it's been a, it's been a rough week. I mean, Ahmad Brooks is is out of there. It's, they lost Michael Crabtree. They lost Ahmad Brooks. Yeah. They lost how many players? Like they lost two or three players to retirement. One of them was a rookie that was expected to be an important player on their defense. They Navarro Bowman, although technically he's not gone, he will be missing What's a few games name? at the beginning to Smith. Uh, you got Alden Smith. You got. Ray McDonald that technically left through the free agency, but he's associated with the 49ers. They lost 10 players before you even to discuss the coaching staff that they lost. Wow. It's, um, it, and, 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 you know, it, and, you know, we just lost a, a huge, they just took a huge hit due to, Unfortunately, sexual assault allegations and the personal conduct policy just really, the team wasn't taking any risk. It happened. He was indicted. They pulled the plug. Like, it, it, it's been, they went from molly whopping the Cowboys and all 49ers fans were excited last week to in less than 48 hours, they were like, hold on, what's going on? Yeah, it's like they're hemorrhaging at the scenes, man. Yeah, that's one's pretty deep. But what we hope, hope, hopefully happens is that it's not too dismal for them and that, you know, it's not a, such a long fall, if it were, you know, if you will. Um, a lot of stuff is just are some things you can't control. You know, you can't control free agency. You can't control people retiring. You know, unfortunately, you can't control somebody getting charged with sexual charge, assault charges either. Uh, it just seems that no matter how much money you put in somebody's pocket, we still end up coming up with little things like this, which may be the reason why we have things coming up like that because people have money in pocket, but that's not your thought. That is that's, that's very, very true. Very, very true. So we definitely wish them the best this season. Um, but that's, that's a big one to swallow. Another major issue that came up. Um, Michael Vick, there was a ton, a ton of um, backlash with the Steelers signing Michael Vick to a short-term contract. There was a lot of backlash due to 
his off-the-field incident that happened a few years ago, which he's actually served time for, been forgiven and is actually a wonderful pet owner and husband, but the Steelers picked up Michael Vick to be on the bench, and I guess it confused me because when the incident happened to Geno Smith, all over Twitter, it was go get Vic, bring Vic back, Vic knows the system, Vic knows everything, and then they don't bring him back necessarily, and we do hope that Geno is recovering well. But the Steelers see something in Vic as a veteran that they would like to have on their bench, and backlash was just everywhere. So I want to see oh, you guys. Yeah, kind of Facebook. It was crazy. The fans I forgot mean, that their starting QB has a criminal past himself and has they been charged with forget. sexual assault. They don't care. And we know what the true motivation is behind those statements. Let's, you know, let's keep it real. Yeah. It has nothing, it has nothing to do with the fact that, we're not going to say We're not going to say it. We're not going to say it, but we know what it is. It's very obvious. You know, I mean, but it's funny. I put up a meme. <laughs> I shared a meme on uh, Facebook, and it was like, you know, Steelers fans are homes like this, and they have all these. It was a picture with mm-hmm. people with animal heads on their wall. You know, and then um, it says, okay, this, but this is how you're saying you feel about, you know, Vic, Michael Vick, which is what you have on your wall. So you have these, you know, these little people have their just mixed up, you know, um, views of, of what they will and won't accept. You know, one lady was like, you know, well, we love our quarterback in this, but like you said, you know, he's been up on rape charges and drug driving charges, DUIs and all this stuff, but he's a model citizen. Michael Vick does something that is goes to jail for something that had nothing to absolutely do with him and it had to do with his home. Someone else committed it, but he was charged with it. So but it's the it's you know, it's the double standard. However, I'm glad he did come back and have a great showing. I am um I all am of the I'm glad to see him back. Yeah, everybody. It, it, there hasn't been any article that I haven't come across that, that that you know hasn't praised how he looked. You know, one article says Mike Vick shines in the Steelers' debut. Another one says he's electric, electric in initial Steelers' impression. So he's there to play football. I'm pretty sure he could care less about what people have to say, you know, about his coming there or if they wanted them there or not. And because at the bottom line, the fans didn't cut the check, the Steelers did. I like that. I really like that. Exactly. Uh, now, there are some fans and that I argue, we, we buy the tickets, but hey, you, you buy the tickets, but the decision makers have made their decision. And, that's, uh, and, that, and, and uh, you know, they're looking at, you know, whoever decided that Michael Vick was a good pick for them to, you know, to grab up to be behind Roethlisberger, they had their motivation for it, and that's all that matters. They're looking at winning, you know, down the line. So, you know, yeah, exactly. you might have 5,000 people who who decide they want to petition. Get, thank God they didn't have to pay the petition. They didn't have their money. But maybe if they had to pay the right. petition, they and, and, petition. And I'm sure, like you guys said, the experts have looked at their schedule. They're looking at how the teams are stacked up against them. They're looking at where they want to go in the postseason and what they will need, what type of veteran leadership can possibly get them to their end result. So I don't think he was a bad pickup. And that's not to say that people shouldn't be offended. I'm an animal lover. I have a dog, a cat, I've had a snake, I've had, you know, I'm just an animal lover. So 
no, I'm not for animal cruelty. I absolutely love animals. I've even right. like, and strays before. Like so, <laughs> I and I and I understand how people feel and have felt about what happened um, to the dogs in the dog fighting ring. But he's actually he understands what he did wrong or what he was a part of or what he was funding. And we're beyond that. We're looking at him as a player at this point. And he's already been back in the league. He's returned to the league. It's not like he's just walking back in. So the backlash was like, really, what's weird? At that point, as to why they didn't want him. Um, As opposed to, oh, he was terrible in Philly. He was terrible in New York. It, It was just that. So we're not, you know, saying that animal lovers, especially dog owners, should. We understand how you feel, in other words. But at the same right. time, we are all we're all pet owners too. But at the same, you right. know, when it really comes down to it, you know, we have we have no more right to hold someone accountable for something they've already paid for than anyone else does. He's already served his time. The NFL, the league, is you know has. Let, uh, you know, accepted this fact, and they're willing to let him play. And and doesn't and if a team wants wants to take that same chance because they looked at him and they're looking at his personality, who he is now, rather than who he was when that incident occurred, then you know it's it's what's about be- what's best for everyone. You know, sometimes fans right. don't understand that because they get really wrapped up in it personally. And is this is my team, and I wouldn't do that. And why are they doing this? And, you know. It's, you know, but at the same time, it's for you. It is for them and for their enjoyment. So, hopefully, Michael Vick, if you're listening, you will have a great year. And and you know, for however long they have, 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 have you, you'll have they'll have a great year too. You know, so because um, they haven't been been you know they haven't been um all that fantastic in the past couple of years seasons. I especially last season they were horrible. You know, <laughs> they weren't great at all. So. I'm just saying, you know, Ben was looking off at he wasn't looking big Benish, you know, from from what I remember. Okay. At all. So now I know Mike is um, there because there is another big controversial topic that has been looming since just before the Super Bowl, and that is the situation regarding Tom Brady. And Mike has done a ton of research. Mike, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. So I've just been enjoying the, the conversation and but the the thing with Tom Brady the the problem I have with all of the fans that are saying the NFL is overreacting is this is integrity of the game. Integrity of the game has nothing to do with transgressions off the field. People are saying, well, how do you give him four games when you only originally gave Ray Rice two games and you're letting Kevin Hardy come back in the same amount of time of four games um, for what he's done? That's off-the-field issues. Integrity of the game, whether it's minor or major, is still integrity of the game. And I'm one of the people that had felt that Tom Brady should have gotten six games. And then if you reduce it to four, you reduce it to four. I wouldn't have been happy, but I've I've always felt that he got off easy with only four. Integrity of the game, in my opinion, is comparable to PEDs in baseball, uh, using, using certain things in golf that you're not supposed to use, 
and, and football, if you were using PEDs, while some may be more major, is still integrity of the game. Corking a bat in baseball, integrity of the game. So if there was no big deal about what you do to a football before and after a game, the major football players a few years ago, like your Peyton Mannings, your Tom Brady's, your Drew Brees, and your Aaron Rodgers, and at the time your Brett Favre's, would not have fought for NFL teams being allowed to to fray the footballs, and this is what our quarterback is used to. So to say that it means nothing is uninformed because there was a point in time when it was there the teams would play with what is equivalent to what we now call the K-ball, which is a brand-new ball that is slippery. The fraying of a football, the using of a football during practice all week is why they – they turn them over and say these are the footballs that have to get approved. So if it was minor, then they wouldn't have had a rule to begin with. Now, if you believe he should only be in fines, that is your opinion. I believe this is an integrity of the integrity of the game. Some people have been trying to to crucify Roger Goodell for oh, he's just trying to get the Patriots back for past transgression. Even if that were the case, no one has ever said that they don't believe he did this. And even if you don't believe he personally reduced the air in the football, you're not going to get me to believe that he didn't know something about it. Plus, we can also add more onto the fact that if you believe, why did he destroy the phone? The destroying of the phone, let's keep something also very real, should have very little to do with this whole this whole issue, in my opinion, because he knew when he destroyed that phone that the that the text messages could be uh, recovered from the cell phone company. Uh, that he destroyed that phone because he didn't want the NFL to have access to the other stuff that was on that phone that he felt was none of their business. Because they can still get those text messages. Honestly, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. Honestly, how I felt. But this whole thing where you're talking about Roger Goodell is overreacting, Roger Goodell works for the owners of the team. Roger Goodell is only doing what the owners want him to do. Roger Goodell, in my opinion, was, was soft on Tom Brady with this issue because in many other sports, you 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 for lack of a better word, you cheat, you get you get you get more than fine. You done. Cheated. Yeah, you're done. Well let me let me and, ask and you nothing guys happened. This. He didn't lose any he didn't lose any backing. None none of his people was like, Oh, we out of here with belly or none of his sponsors, nothing. No Let me ask you guys this. Do you think that when he had the chance to meet with Roger Cadell, do you think it's gone this far because Brady didn't big man up and, and, and say that, whether he did or didn't have anything to do with in the deflation of the ball that he didn't know I about. Think it actually sort of tried to play this good guy. I think it goes back I think it goes back before that. You you're saying if if you say you waited till then, yeah, uh I I think uh it still would have happened this way. If 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 uh if he had to come out 
and jumped on the sword from Jump Street. Yeah, I told I told the players this. I told the, the managers this, the equipment managers that. I'm sorry, I didn't think it was a big deal. I, I do like my footballs on the lower end. It may have accidentally gone below 13 pounds or 12 pounds, whatever the number is. I think they would have fined him, and this would be over with. But trying to play this holier-than-thou attitude, and there, if we look at some other sports, um, if we look at your your Michael Jordans, who has this holier-than-thou image, was never a perfect person. Uh, Tiger Woods, a holier-than-thou image, was never a per- perfect person. We look at some of these other sport, sports. Uh, your 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 David Beckham, holier-than-thou image, has never been a perfect person. Some of these other sports things have come to light, and now Tom Brady, it's coming to light. We put him on this pedestal, well, and yeah, and he's worried more not just simply... necessarily about this cheating factor, but all of the things that will be meticulously looked at with him. Well, and there there are a lot of the feed the the feedback is simply it's amazing how many people are like you know what it's Tom Brady, you know just let him pray. I mean it's it's Tom Brady like is this. Tom Brady couldn't do any wrong. I mean, we're all human. We're all make mistakes. If there's a way we can figure out how to do something better, then most people will do it. So I, um, I don't. I, I'm not buying into. You know, it's the it's Tom Brady. Just let it go. Like it's Tom Brady. He didn't mean to do it, but because it's Tom Brady, I don't really buy into that one too well. But I I know how important to the game he is. But like you said, there's something. That is affecting the integrity of the game. We are, there are already several instances that they have to deal with with the personal conduct policy outside of just the NFL and the game itself and the rules and regulations about the game, but the additional things that happen outside of their workplace that become public spectacles or just totally violate the personal conduct. You can't control what happens outside outside the game, but you can control what happens on that field. So we're going to, their theory is we're going to, while we can't make you not go out to a nightclub or we can't control you from doing stupid stuff like like DUIs and some of you that have made some bad transgressions with women from domestic violence to sexual assault, we can't stop you from doing those things. Oh, we we can break you from cheating on this football field. We can break you from that. And the reality is, think about it. The NFL doesn't want to to tarnish one of its golden boys. So if they're going to do this to one of their golden boys, then that that means they really understand this is important to us. This is a golden boy. If we're going to tarnish a golden boy's image, then this must really be that important. And that's the attitude that I take about it. And look at how they, they how they crucified they crucified Mark Teixeira, uh, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, uh, a whole list of players, a uh, whole list of players, Roger Clemens, whole list of list of golden boys from baseball. Why does football think it's immune from from being looked upon perfectly because during this time period when those baseball players thought there was nothing they could do wrong, it came back hard. 
And mm-hmm. football needs to understand things are cyclical, and you better you better you better call things out on yourself. Because God forbid, God forbid, it comes out that Tom Brady not only was a part of it, he was the main culprit in things like this. And being the main culprit in things like this, then fans would be looking like, NFL, why didn't you try to do something about it? This is, and some people are saying, well, they're trying to make an example out of Tom Brady. Exactly. Make an example so it doesn't get done again and it doesn't get worse. The whole point is to make an example before it gets out of hand, because once it gets out of hand, it's too late. And I'm and I'm sorry because if you give him a slap on the wrist, what's to make another player not to say I can't take HGH next time or I can't start wearing stickum all over my body breaking a, a well-known rule or I can't put olive oil on on parts of my body so people are slipping up off of me. These are all known rules that are broken, and if they slap Tom Brady on the wrist, then. Other players are gonna say, "Okay, time for me to start breaking rules too." I think if he gets a slap, if he gets a slap on the wrist, it's really going. Uh, it was It's only going to show, you know, more of what's already known that there's favoritism. You know, which is and why they really can't. They, which is why they So you know, they already don't have to get hit in practice. You know, so I mean, if he if he got called in this in this he who did it, just go ahead and you know, put down the necessary ramifications and move on with it. You know, it's not so, it's hey. not so much as making a uh, making an example. I mean, somebody has to be the first one. <laughs> you know, so but hopefully it's you know, it's it's enough like you said to be the first and the last one to where it's like, all right, man, look, if if you if 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 you have that much skill, you don't need to let airs out the ball. You don't need to let the air out the ball. Period. And, and they, you know, you can argue and say it doesn't give an advantage. It does give an advantage. You know, my thing is, if you're on the other side and the ball's thrown to you and you feel that you know it's deflated, why didn't anybody go say, "Hey, ref, there's no air in this ball"? Right. Something right. wrong with the ball. I'm not talking about the opposing not, team. I'm talking about them. And you're not going to tell me that Tom Brady couldn't tell that that ball had less air in it. A quarterback, yeah. that is his main tool. He noticed that that ball had less air in it. He could have went to the sideline and said, add some air to this. If you want to take the other end of it, uh, well, it is his job, just like in golf, it is the it is the golfer's player to notice when something is mistaken. They're supposed to call themselves out. Tom Brady knew that ball had less air than it should have. Of course he did. And he could have done something about it. He didn't. So as much as you want to say it's not his job, I believe it is his job. With the integrity of the game, you're supposed to fix it. Well, let's see how it all plays out. It's going to be interesting. Maybe they'll go ahead and suspend him for another couple games half the season. Ooh, that would hurt. (laughs) (laughs) That would hurt. They were like, oh, my God. I mean, literally. Well, and also, what I don't understand, what I don't understand, as good as, as far uh, as far ahead of the rest of that division that they are, if you're going to take the suspensions, take them now, because if you wait till the season starts, then you could start losing Tom Brady in games where you really need him. Let him knock him out in the beginning of the season. 
Because God forbid that you're in a playoff battle because Buffalo is better than people expected or Miami is better than people expected or the Jets are better than people expected, and then you lose him in October or November. Knock it out at the beginning of the season when everybody is trying to get their sea legs together because if you wait, it could really be disastrous. It's going well, to be an interesting I, season. I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty good season. I, I think it's going to be a great season. There are probably going to be more controversies. I'm hoping for fewer injuries to happen um, as the season goes on. Of course, that's just wishful thinking. The games are going to get much harder, much more competitive, much more tougher. So we will see. What do we say about Cass, the rule about Cass not getting to talk about injuries? What do we you know, I, 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 I want to. Yeah, well, I'm ready for some football, and I'm ready to see. You know, I don't and want to you, see you any more losses to talk about injuries anymore. <laughs> My gracious. So, um, right now, as it stands, we got one more week of this lovely suspense before we walk into the start of regular season, of which so exciting. I can almost smell the turf now. It's absolutely awesome. This has been a great, great day of talking about all four NFC North teams and a lot of controversial topics and giving our opinions. And you can always follow us on Twitter at Football Fan Rush or Football Fan Rush Radio on Facebook and leave your opinion, any questions, anytime you as a fan want to be on the show or anything you're thinking about having us cover. So as our podcast wraps up, do you guys have anything you want to add before we end this segment of Football Fans Radio? I would like to add, don't forget to tell your friends to download the podcast, but uh, they can listen live or listen archived on Blog Talk Radio slash Football Fan Rush Radio. But also make sure all of your friends know they can find us on TuneIn Radio app on Android or Apple, or you can use the RSS Radio app on Android or Apple as well. I personally, when I wanted to go back and listen to my own voice and just hear how good or how bad I sounded, I use the Apple app to download the, download the show. But let everyone know there's not any just one way to listen to the show. The most popular way, I think, has been the TuneIn radio app, but there are more than one way. Download the app and tell your friends about it. And I have nothing. Everybody have a great weekend. They have set it off. Hey, well, you know, it's still Sunday. I can dream. <laughs> so thank you very I'm much for hanging out with us on Football Fan Rush Radio for the live segment and the podcast segment. Tune in next week, 1 p.m. Central Time. We'll have more time, and fan opinions. Yeah. Enjoy your day. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.